0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a road to the left. How many tackles can one man break?
1: <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable?
0: Humans need fantasy to be human.
2: My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. Bats. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Night Shift Podcast, where every Friday, myself, Chris Raybon, and Sean Kerner speak to everybody out there talking those late-night DFS hours as we break down the Sunday night football, DFS slate, and the Monday night football. DFS slate, Sean Kerner, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game. What's going
2: on, man? What's up? Uh, I'm doing fine. Nothing new here, but um, I have to congratulate you on another – First place finish in the fancy pros contest. I don't think they've updated the the season long standings yet, but my guess is you're going to be in first place overall. You're going to take that back uh, after that amazing week. So congrats again. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I think they did update it. Uh, I think. Oh, they, they did. Yeah, so oh. I'm,
1: I am in first. Um, yeah,
2: shocking. The, the, the,
1: you're not you're not too far. I think you're in like twelfth uh, or something. So you're right there. Uh, I'm just
2: drifting behind you right now. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to pull pull it down uh, with the stretch. I'll try. Uh, but right now I'm just rooting for you. Um, and we have, you know, a handful of weeks left, but uh, I, similar to you, like I thought I had a pretty bad week, but I think everybody did. Yeah. Just week 12 was so bananas. But, you know, as the Hunter S Thompson uh, saying goes, like when the, you know, going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Yeah. So I, I, guess we just...
1: I could have told, I like, if I, like, I think it all started with that uh, ranking the wrong bears quarterback. I mean,
2: it, Wait, who, you you ranked... Um, Peterman,
1: yeah. Because, like, the, the last the last news I saw before um, I, you know, submitted rankings and went to just, like, lock lineups and, you know, do other stuff was, okay, Peterman starting for Simeon. So, yeah, ranked the, ranked the wrong Bears quarterback. Uh, I feel like I moved Zach Wilson down. Not Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson down a couple spots. Ah, oh, damn it. Like, so we, I, I... We
2: both I thought, did the Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it looked like everybody... <laughs> Him well, so hopefully, everyone still started him. I mean, uh, I think I ended up with him RB7. I, I saw a lot of people even had him RB8. Um, yeah. but hopefully, everyone you know still got <laughs> to start him in there. Uh, you know, it's yeah. no one usually if you have a really stacked team, it's like you had to make that choice uh, about starting Josh Jacobs. But yeah, right. man, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, people are uh, you know, winning some some weeks and it's getting to close yep. to that time, playoff time. But uh, DFS, that's still a good thing. It's a new week every week. So uh, we will get into it. And the freaks come out at night. So who are you going with to have a freak performance in a captain spot for the Colts at the Cowboys uh, Sunday Night Football?
2: Um, so I'm going a little under the radar here. I'm going with Michael Gallup. And actually when I submitted my uh, rankings of fantasy pros a couple of minutes ago, I got one of those warnings, uh, you know, they, they usually tell you like uh, this guy's actually out this week or something yeah. like that. They're like, Hey, uh, Michael Gallup is ranked 42nd ECR. Are you sure yeah. you're trying to rank <laughs> yeah. him in your top 25? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. So uh, he is definitely under the radar, but I love him. And um, you know, th- this is a slate where he he could definitely break it. Um, his roster ship's going to be pretty low in the captain slot. But he is coming off his best game of the season. You know, he caught five balls for 63 yards. More importantly, you know, he saw his highest route participation of the season at 94%. And more importantly, he looked 100%. Like he looks like the Michael Gallup of old, you know, the guy that can be a wide receiver too um, in fantasy. So I like buying in on players like that when they're breaking out, um, when they're coming back from an injury. Um, And Noah Brown, he has been almost non-existent. Um, in the offense, and it looks like, you know, Dalton Schultz is still pretty limited by, uh, I'm guessing, his PCL injury. So, you know, Gallup could be Dak's number two target here. Um, and just he, he's a sneaky play, given his potential ceiling. We all know he has a high ceiling and his low roster ship in the captain slot this week. So I, I think he's a sneaky play there.
1: So I guess it's a bad time to tell you that Gallup missed practice and she still practice in fall.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Well,
1: <laughs> I, think, I, don't, he... I don't know. It It just, it just says illness. So it could be nothing um, oh get get out of here yeah. he has i'm saying, I'm just time. saying yeah. so, he <laughs> didn't
2: wrap. yeah that that is um a mild concern but <laughs> I, I don't think that would change my rank
1: no i mean yeah i you you are the at whisper i think you <laughs> i think i was looking at fantasy pro as, like you know highest expert on a particular player and for Michael Gallup I think you it was you <laughs> that
2: I, makes it. I would say Michael Gallup Higgins, <laughs> yeah. and Gabe Davis are like yeah. my trio of favorite receivers so yeah that makes sense now if he popped up on the injury report on Saturday with an illness then I would be concerned uh but since it's so early in the week still um I, that's not going to change anything but thank you for telling me that is something I'm one of the million things I'm at the yeah I mean <laughs> anytime
1: I see illness you know I think we you and I talked about it earlier in the year you just want to kind of uh, check back in because it could be like one of those things where it's kind of spreads yeah. throughout the team. Um, so it's yeah. that's, that's kind of the bigger concern is not, you know, the individual, you know, we'll know if he's playing or not, but definitely, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, with CD Lamb here. I, I think you know, looking at the Colts defense, now number one, they're gonna play a lot of zone coverage. Lamb, good against that, but Kenny Moore, their slot cornerback, and probably the guy who would at least some of the time. You know, it's zone defense, but at least some of the time be uh, matched up with Lamb is going to be out. So uh, I think it's uh, another good matchup for him. You know, obviously you have the two running backs, uh, but they're kind of splitting work. So it's a little harder to, um, you know, pick one of those two guys. And uh, the Colts have a pretty good run defense most of the time. I mean, last week against the Steelers, he saw some cracks. But uh, yeah, I like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, to have a free performance in the captain spot i think he's my wide receiver six uh this week
2: yeah no that that makes a ton of sense and i think you even mentioned it on our projections pod that you no, know, a lot of lamb stats uh so far he had uh cooper rush under center yeah um so now we we have seen him score like he had no hundred yard games before their week nine bite now he has two out of the past three so it just goes to show having Dak Prescott under center, you know, CeeDee Lamb's like a top five wideout for sure. So um, obviously he is the best pure captain play on this slate. Yeah. He's had,
1: uh, in, since Dak came back, Dak came back against that game. What game was it? That? Um, the Lions. The Lions. Week yeah. Seven. 70 yeah. yards, 77, 150, 45, and 106. So yeah, he's been over 70 in four of the five games since Dak yeah. returned. And he had 11 targets in the first Dak game. It's just, they were playing the box that it didn't go very well. But uh yeah, I like the usage and he's getting a couple, he's averaging almost a rush attempt per game. So you know, that's one extra, <laughs> yeah. one extra little opportunity Doesn't there. Hurt. Yeah. Uh who do you like for dark throws? Do you like dots Ted? Oh they're okay. I'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself.
2: Yeah. Uh so on the cowboy side, I, I like Jake Ferguson. Um and you know, as I mentioned, Schultz, his route participation has declined three straight games. Um, which is kind of bizarre because I thought he was kind of over this PCL injury um, that I, I don't know if that's the case, obviously, but the Cowboys do appear to be limiting him either way. So, you know, both backups have been um, seeing extra playing time and they've been kind of splitting it, but Ferguson is the better talent compared to Peyton Hendershot. Um, you know, Ferguson is a fourth round rookie out of Wisconsin. Uh, and his target rate has been much higher than Hendershot. You know, her, uh, Ferguson has seen a target on 20%. Of his routes run compared to Hendershot, just thirteen point five. So he's going to make the most of the routes he does see. And you know he scored two touchdowns this year. He's a big-bodied tight end, six foot five, two forty-four. So you know he has two touchdowns on the season. I think you mentioned earlier in the year they kind of saw him as a potential red zone threat. So yeah, he, him and, right? he had a good preseason. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's a ta- this was a pretty pretty talented tight end class. Um, And I know he was like arguably a top five prospect. So uh, he's got some talent. So they're, they're seeing what they have and this might be a game they could be able to, you know, limit Schultz and still win anyway. Uh, So I like him here in the Colts, you know, they rank 27th in DVOA against tight end. So it's not a bad matchup for him. Um, And then on the Colts side, I go with uh, Alec Pierce and he has been very quiet of late Uh, two of the last three games. He has zero catches, Uh, but the playing time is certainly not an issue. You know, he's averaging 75% of routes run uh, those past three games. And this isn't a great matchup uh, against an elite secondary uh, against the Cowboys. But, you know, the Colts could be forced into a pass-heavy game script. And, you know, I'm assuming Matt Ryan will be under constant pressure in this game. And Pierce's target share sees the biggest jump um, when, you know, the Colts quarterback, I should say, is facing pressure. Um, He has an 11% target rate um, when the Colts have a clean pocket this year. And it jumps up to 16%. Uh, when they're facing pressure and he, he he can be like a deep threat kind of guy. Um, I know Ashton Doolin's back, but he hasn't really been seeing targets. So I think Pierce would be the guy uh, that would get a deep play here too. So um, I think he's the sneakier uh, dark throw play on the cold side.
1: Yeah. It's weird. Cause I guess I'm guessing if it, that includes times when he's blitzed, right? If, if Pierce, like when Pierce is seeing more yeah, targets. That's, under, that's, that's including that's probably, all of that. That's gotta yeah. be what it is because it yeah it makes no sense otherwise. Cause, I mean, I don't know why Ryan would be throwing deep, uh, you know. Well, Pierce isn't
2: is a just a deep threat, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's a pretty good safety valve, too. Like, he's a very versatile receiver. Um, One of the underrated rookies, I think, uh, this year. Like I said, he's been kind of quiet. But at any point, I think he could break out. Yeah, they
1: tried, to, they tried to give him, like, a screen last week. I think he either dropped it or he got blown up Uh, <laughs> the line of scrimmage. But was yeah, his was, fault or uh, Ryan's I, I fault don't know. No, Troy Aikman was just ripping into Matt Ryan all game long. No. He's just like, well, I can't he? I can't like, I just don't get why this Colts offense looks like this throwing football? Like every throw <laughs> Matt Ryan made, he was just like, Oh, it's disgusting. Um, yeah, uh, I for dark throws like that Henderson sh- shot call. Um, I'm gonna go with Jelani Woods on the Colts. I think you know. Th- he had a big game last week, but this is one of those situations where I, th- I just think you know they're looking for a spark, and it's a rookie. Um, another guy who got to make sure he plays. He he yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he just so practice. you know. But yeah. uh, th- that that seems more like uh, you know, okay, he had his biggest workload of the season. Let's give him a that time rest. to do yeah, it's a Wednesday <laughs> after a uh, prime time game, but okay. yeah, like like Woods, I think you know against this Cowboy defense, you're gonna need to you're gonna need like safety valves, as you mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, looked like they found something with Woods last week. And he's now had his biggest game you know, with Jeff Saturday as the coach. So maybe that continues. I, I know Grantson will probably be back uh, this week and uh, Cox is always there, but Cox didn't look very good uh, catching the ball. So I'm I'm going to say that Woods make uh like continue to lead the, the tight ends and routes. And he did last week for the first time, I believe, I think he was at, up at over 60%. Uh, with Granson out, but even with him back, I think it makes sense to kind of continue to to let to see what he can do because the Colts are kind of in that mode now. Where I mean, they probably they could still make the playoffs, but uh, it's getting getting late <laughs> early out yeah. there uh, for the Colts. So I, I think you can, you know, I, I like the Pierce call. I Like you know, Woods just look, continue to look at the rookies. Yeah, uh, and for the Cowboys, you know, it it really comes down to. Um, what happens if, if I think James Washington would be interesting if he mm. uh, gets activated, he has, he was designated to return. So if he gets activated, I could see them, you know, kind of cooking up a, a deep shot or two for him as well, because Noah Brown's kind of been disappearing uh, out of this offense a little bit, but you know, if, if Washington doesn't, I would actually go with uh, Noah Brown here. I think he's an interesting, he's an interesting guy because his, his job security is kind of, on the fritz. And I think everyone, you know, they are going with a lot more big two tight end guys. So two tight end formations, which is why you like uh, Ferguson. So uh, I think, you know, Noah Brown might kind of pop up out of nowhere, make like one last hurrah here uh, and remind them that, you know, he still can, he still can be a contributor. Uh, So I don't think too many people beyond him. I think he had a goose egg last game, if I'm not mistaken. uh, Yeah. I I don't have to look. I'm assuming he did. Yeah. I I don't remember him (laughs) catching a football, even without looking. uh, And I watched that entire game. So. Yeah, Noah Brown, just you know, just kind of a guy that no one's gonna be uh thinking about too much. But yeah, Ferguson's a good one. I mean, even Hendershot, yeah. you know, both of those guys mm-hmm. are gonna see probably twenty to thirty percent uh of the routes with uh with the Cowboys going with more double tight end. And that's come directly out of Noah Brown, but uh that, that makes him a little more uh, contrarian.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I like the Woods call as well because um I think it was like week eight or nine. Uh there was speculation that the Colts Definitely just wanted to see what he they they were gonna increase his playing time. Um, he's one of those rookies that he had a really rough uh, camp in preseason, but mm-hmm. I, I think he's been showing out in practice. So they wanted to get more, and then he got hurt. So he yeah. missed two games. And then he came back last week and uh Grantson was out, so Woods went off. So this game has been coming. So I, I do agree. I think even if Grantson returns, um, I, I think they do see Woods as like their tight end of the future. Um, so I, I would stick with him here, but it's always tough to project these Colts tight ends when they're, yeah. all, they're all healthy. But again, at the end of the day, that's what these showdown sites are for. You got to take some swing. So, uh, I, I definitely like the woods call. Yeah. I mean, he's
1: it, at the end of the day, it's just more of a bet on talent. I mean, yep. we know what Moelle Cox is at this point. He's a guy that's going to have like <laughs> one or two games a year where he gets like three catches yeah. and a touchdown. And,
2: yeah. and
1: Grandson is like, Grandson is like, uh, Jordan Reed, like a poor man's poor man's Jordan Reed. He gets us like, you know, three catches for 42 yards and no touchdown. Yep.
0: <laughs> Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better.
1: All right, uh, what about the luck rankings for
2: this game?
0: Luck be a lady tonight.
2: Yeah, this is actually a luck rankings game because the, the Colts have been the fifth unluckiest team and the Cowboys have been the fifth luckiest team. Um, so it's a 22-rank differential. Uh, but this is disgusting. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I could – all three of the luck rankings uh, teams this week are very uh, – how do I put it? Toxic. Like, you know, it's the Colts. Rams and Broncos, and um, I mean,
1: <laughs> the Broncos are the only ones that I would say are like off limits because they, well, they're a different kind of like
2: I don't know if that's luck or that's just suck. They're yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, the, if we have the suck rankings, these three teams are <laughs> way up there right now. Uh, I can't bet on any of these teams if I'm being honest, but that's what the luck rankings are for. Yeah. You know, they're just a guide. So, anytime there's a luck ranking differential of 16 or more, it's gone 23 and 19. So 55% rate. And there's been some times where you and I disagree with them. Um yeah. and you know, since we created the luck rankings in early October, um, I've gotten 27 and 15, um, 64% against the spread. And I I I use the luck rankings obviously as a huge part of that, but then there's times where you know I disagree with it, or it's just a piece of the research. So again, I just want to emphasize this is just one piece of the puzzle. Um, and this week. I don't know if uh, I'm going to have the uh, the moxie to, to back any of these teams, especially the Colts, but, um, and I was surprised I, for this matchup, it doesn't even look like the um, the Cowboys are getting that much action either. Um, I, I would just assume they would be getting, you know, 80% or more of the action, but it looks pretty split too, uh, which is kind of bizarre. So either yeah, way, th- I'm, think, ba- I'm backing away from this I part. mean, I
1: think anyone, you know, Cowboys do get a lot of casual action and they're you know, America's team, but, Anyone betting early, you're not running out to bet the Cowboys minus eleven on like Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm sure they'll get action even at that number. At, yeah. You know, when pe when people are either they won some money early in the slate Sunday or they're chasing True. early in the slate Sunday. That just you know working at action. They kind of you know the editorial team kind of tells us you know like most people are betting right before the game. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think it's interesting because you know from a game script standpoint that. That lends some credence to you know maybe going with some Jonathan Taylor in the mm-hmm. captain spot because he's another guy he should see a massive workload um, right. on the Colts and you know if they keep it closer than usual that would allow Taylor to continue to get fed especially because oddly enough they didn't really feed him as much as they could have on that uh, Monday night game against the Steelers and they got behind against the Steelers, I mean, they, you know, pretty early in the game. So that was kind of a, you would expect that more against the Cowboys, but it could flip, Uh, you know, this NFL, most games are pretty
2: close this year. So. Yeah. And uh, no more Naheem Hines. So even if it does turn into, you know, a trailing game script, um, he's been more um, active as a pass catcher. He had that seven catch game back in week seven, even when Hines was there. So uh, Taylor, he's not as game script dependent as he has been in the past. So even if they trail, he could see quite a few targets.
1: Yeah, it's more on Matt Ryan. It's just like if they get yeah. behind, Matt Ryan can't move. So then somebody's got a block, you know? Like, yeah. They, they, <laughs> so it's like a lot of times they will get caught up, uh, pass blocking. It if
2: well, if, they could just put in, uh, go back to the Ellinger plan, or even throw Nick Foles out there. They have <laughs> other options. Yeah, the
1: uh, I, I saw an in interview, or I guess it was his press conference that uh, Saturday said they're going to continue to make. Fool's inactive. So I'm guessing I'm guessing he's just gonna ride it out with Matt Ryan. That seemed to be his big change, like <laughs> coming back as a coach to restore order for better or worse. But and
2: hopefully Saturday gets like an analytical guy to tell or gal to tell him, you know, hey, call a timeout right now. Now's a good time to call timeout. Like
1: there's a lot of weird clock management in, in <laughs> so I mean, bad. did you see the bucks? Uh like uh like, they, they had a chance to, like, win the game in regulation with a field goal. Yeah.
2: Oh, I saw it. I was loving every minute. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then
1: they – and it was like – it was weird. It was like they did a call timeout and they hit a big play and then they had no more time and they had to throw a Hail Mary, which I would have hated because I had uh, – I think you and I were both on the yep. Browns. So yep. The one thing that we could not have would have been a Hail Mary. Uh, But, yeah, that didn't work. And I, it just – Todd Bowles was like, yeah, no. We, like, we can't. He, he essentially denied that he did anything wrong. Um, and then this one, it was another one where it was just like, yeah, just call cool time timeout. Egregious. Yeah. um And then the Broncos just suck so bad that it doesn't even. Yeah. Like, remember when we thought that the Broncos were going to be doomed by clock management and bad coaching? It's like, no, no, actually, Gonna be doing by terrible, even board.
2: that touchdown drive was a disaster. Like, did you re watch that whole drive? Yeah, oh my god,
1: yeah, <laughs> they got bailed out, and, and this, oh. and then he was talking about after the game, like, yeah, we battled and got the touchdown. <laughs> it's like, yeah, unreal. Uh, um, okay, don't have any fullbacks on this one, so shoot, yeah, <laughs> let's go to the Monday night game, which is the Saints. At the buck, Saints, uh four-point underdogs. The total is around 40. So not expecting much scoring in this game. It's always tends to be Tom Brady kryptonite game uh here against the Saints. Uh, who do you like in a captain spot?
2: Um, so I would well under the radar for the other game. I'm going super chalky here. I'm going with Chris Godwin. He has just been on fire. Um, I can't go away from him. He has since he returned in week three, he has six or more catches in every single game. Um, And have to imagine, you know, with Tristan Wirfs out, Brady just, he'll want to get rid of the ball even quicker, uh, which could just mean more targets uh, for Chris Godwin. So he seems like a no-brainer in the captain slot. I think, you know, guys like uh, Rashad White, Chris Olave are other candidates, um, but I I think I'm just going to play it safe here and go with uh, Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah, I like Godwin. I will actually go with Rashad Wade. I think he's gonna get another start. Uh, even if Fournette returns, I think mm-hmm. White will lead the backfield. But you mentioned it. this is gonna be a situation where they're gonna to have to get the ball out quick. Uh with with the tackle out, that could lead to more chipping from a guy like like Brait or or Otten. So I think the tight, you know, the choice of the quick routes will come down to Godwin and the running back. So mm-hmm. Uh, like Rashad White here and the Saints run defense, you know, we, back in the day we used to kind of avoid um, going, you know, picking running backs against them, but they just haven't been the same, whether Cam Jordan and all those guys have been in or out of the lineup. It just, they haven't gotten pressure this year and they haven't stopped to run uh, the, the same way they have in years past. So uh, I think White, you know, he really just needs to get in the end zone uh, to, to, to really hit value because I think, he's going to get his carries cuz the, the bucks just that's how they play now like they can't they're already dropping back and throwing like 40 times cuz they're throwing such short passes mm-hmm. but they need to run the ball at least you know 15 20 times just to keep the defense honest and not get Brady killed out there so i think he's going to get his carries and i think this could be a game where he gets 8 to 10 catches especially if you know these bucks continue to struggle against the saints uh, as they've done uh, in the past, I think this earlier this year is the first time they beat him in like four or five, mm-hmm. four or five tries. And I, I did see the earlier in the week the line first came out; it was at six, and it got hammered by sharps down to like three and a yeah. half, and then it, it, now it's at four. So um, definitely a potential situation where the Saints could surprise some people. Uh, would yeah, again that would just lead to more targets for White and for Godwin and Evans is really struggling. And uh, mm-hmm. is Lattimore? Lattimore is back,
2: right? <laughs> um- I mean, Well, I don't know. Like, it seems like he's been about to return for about a month now, Uh, but I don't think he's gonna miss this matchup. I think he's been saving it for. (laughs) Yeah, no, Uh, he
1: didn't. Yeah, he hasn't returned, but uh, he might. Yeah, he was. He's still
2: quite like they're still holding out hope, I guess.
1: Yeah, who'd have thought Tredavious White would come back before Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah, no
2: kidding. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, that's something to watch too, because if Lattimore's out, I think you do look at Mike Evans a little more because just because of the narrative, you know, everyone's like, what's wrong with Evans? Is he dogging it? You know? So I I do think Brady would try to get him a touchdown if, if, uh, if he gets the opportunity, but when Lattimore's there, he just, he just takes such pride in shutting down Evans that, and with the way this Bucs offense is operating and and Brady, not really, you know, Brady having to get rid of the ball so quick, there's just not going to be as many opportunities for a guy like Evans um down the field which is where he thrives all right uh who do you like for dart throws y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously huh
2: well I, I never thought julio jones would be a dart throw but here we are uh i'm going with julio jones um and he has been operating just as the clear number three receiver in this offense you know averaging right around 70 70 uh, percent routes run rate the past two games uh more of a downfield threat really now so he'll, he'll only need a few catches. To, to be a key to unlocking this slate. So I'm not sure what's going on with Russell Gage. Uh, I think at this point, even if he does return, um, he might just, you know, take over all the snaps left behind by Brashad Perryman Scotty and Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Miller.
1: The, and, Miller would be a, a scratch. If,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I I think Julio Jones is a safe bet for at least uh, 60%. Route participation. Plus, you know, if uh, Marshawn Lattimore does return this week, there's like a 50-50 chance Mike Evans gets ejected by halftime. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. you know, Julio's target share will only go up. Um, so I, I like the idea of taking a swing on Julio here. I, I don't I have no idea what his roster ship will be, but I can't imagine it's going to be too high. Um, and then, oh, my God, the guy made for a showdown slate on the Saints side, Rashid Shahid. Uh, he was one of my dart throws for the main slate last week based on just his big playability and just the fact he had a 68% routes run rate uh, the other week. He had one more route run than Chris Olave, which is still insane to me. Uh, But last week he matched that routes run rate uh, actually one, one uh, degree higher at 69%. Very nice. Nice. But yeah. (laughs) And he cashed in with the two catch for 53 yard line. That's kind of his deal, right? He doesn't need that many catches to make an impact. Saw a rush attempt, Uh, For six yards, again, he broke that 44-yard design carry uh, in his debut uh, back in week six, I think it was. So uh, he is just the ideal dart throw uh, for a one-game slate. So he's my favorite play on the Saints side.
1: Yeah, Shahid is – I mean, you can never trust the Saints completely, but it looks like they're giving him just Mm -hmm. like letting him play that uh, top three, I should say, wide receiver role. Uh, And it seems every week they're scratching – like, either Callaway gets scratched <laughs> or Traquan, like, is active but doesn't play. Uh, Kevin White was even the playing earlier. Of Kevin now White, yeah. Yeah, now <laughs> he's not really playing much. So, I, I mean, week to week, you do have to pay attention to the inactives with the Saints. That's one thing I will say. Like, even after you create your lineups, there's usually a surprise with the wide receivers. But Shahid would safely uh, into that, you know, number three role. Uh, and it makes sense. He's really flashed uh, some some talent there for a team that, it just hasn't been the same without Sean Payton uh, for this mm-hmm. offense. Uh, for me, I'm going with uh, Troutman on the Saints. He's another guy that's kind of see hit, I've kind of seen his role uh, jump up here. The last two games, a 42% route participation rate, up from 26% on the season. He's essentially drawing even with Juwan Johnson and Taysom Hill in, in terms of the routes run among tight ends. And remember, they cut Vanette and they cut – uh, JP Holt. So uh, these three tight ends are essentially going to see all the work uh, in this back in this uh, you know, in the group, in the position group. So uh, going with him on the the same side, I think a lot of people will look at, you know, Johnson and Taysom, obviously they've had more success already this season, but we're looking for kind of a, a guy who hasn't really done too much. And then on the, the buck side, like uh, Julio uh, I'm going with, for the Bucs, it's really tough because I don't want to go the tight end against them. Number one, because their tackle is at number two, because the Saints allow the fewest uh fantasy points to tight ends, so it's it's tough. Uh, I would probably go with so one of the two you, you mentioned, you know, Gage. If he's out, uh, it'll probably be Perriman and Miller, uh, as the two wideouts, you know, four and five. I would probably go with Perriman in that situation because he it looks like. Miller has been the guy that was as Julio's usage goes up, Miller really hasn't played. You know the last two mm-hmm. games, Perriman has still been in there as the number four. So uh, if Gage is active, I would just go with him. I, I think you know they might try to get him back involved just because he's a more of a short area underneath the kind of receivers that they need right now, another Godwin type. So uh, they could find some use for him. But if not, I would just I would just go Brishad Perriman because he's not a tight end and he's just getting. Uh, a couple extra routes over Miller. Um, that you know, and that assumes, you know, if Fournette is out, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is interesting as well. Uh, just as that backup running back. It looks like he's still playing over Geo Bernard, yeah. even if uh, you know, so if Fournette sits, you you'll get you know, backup running backs on a showdown slate. Always like to to throw a couple dart throws with them just because running backs get hurt so much, or you know, blowout situation. You can get those guys. I mean, look at last week with McFarland ended up starting really pretty much starting the game, uh, you know, and uh, for the Steelers and they used all three. So I think Vaughn is a guy to, to keep in, uh, keep in mind, Mark Ingram on the Saints as well.
2: Yeah. It looks like uh, Juwan Johnson missed practice today. Okay. Uh, so Troutman could be a really good play. And, you know, we can't talk about a Saints showdown slate without talking about Taysom Hill. Um, but the, this should be a negative game script. Um, I haven't really analyzed the matchup yet, but you made the point that Taysom Hill's value kind of goes down if it is gonna be a potential game script. So, what do you think about Taysom Hill? It's game? not, I don't think it's gonna be a negative game script. The Bucks don't, I, I was gonna the Bucks say don't like... Have
1: negative like the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks don't get margin to the point where, like, you know, like this Bucks team, like I'm I'm probably gonna be on the Saints in this game. It's yeah. just this Bucks team cannot separate from teams. I mean, what I think they Heading into that Seahawks game, they hadn't led by more than three for more than like uh, 15 minutes over the last six weeks. Then they got, they did get a two score lead against the Seahawks. And then, of course, you know, Seahawks come back. It's a five point game at the end. And then, yeah, they, you know, against the Browns, it's that Browns missed a field goal, could have been even closer. They, you know, yep. I, I just don't think the, uh, these, the Bucks are capable of building. You know, more than like a seven point lead for any good stretch of time so i wouldn't i would actually wouldn't worry about the game script in this yep. in this matchup so yeah i, I like Taysom. I, he's obviously probably going to still be popular though he has kind of rat uh ratcheted it down in terms of the production compared mm. to earlier in the year
2: but that means he's due for just yeah. a complete eruption game though
1: yeah um and the bucks usually do a good job on camara just so it's it's usually got to be other guys so yeah i, I wouldn't yeah. i don't mind some uh some taste in his spot, but we do have some fullbacks. Uh, we got Adam Prentice and and Cole Keith. That you know he's listed as a tight end, but he does wear a number in the forties, I believe. And he did get he did in the end zone
2: last week. Does he have like a neck pad, like uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Mike Mike <laughs> like Allstott? Brian started. Cox, Mike Brian. Allstott. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Mike Allstott. Yeah, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah,
1: Brian. Co- no, Brian Cox had that like board, right? Like that. Yeah, that's
2: I think neck Mike, board. Mike Allstott did too. Oh Check no! I thought
1: up. also had the 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 actual the neck pad where it's like a oh. <laughs> it's like a pipe pause like a you know like a either way he was a vulture's
2: yeah. vulture uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, too yeah. bad he wasn't around for showdown sites but yeah uh, are are you interested in either of these guys I guess Keith
1: yeah no, yeah I mean Keith I I think I, the thing is you know when you see a play like that one week like uh you know the play action throw it out to the fullback in the flat. You usually don't see the same one the next week. So I actually go Prentice. Uh, he's still playing a couple of snaps a game, you know, get a couple <laughs> of routes. So, uh, you know, the Saints – I mean, the Saints – this is the thing of the Saints. They're liable for anyone to score, you know. True, like, yeah. That, so, like, the Saints are actually the team where I think the dart throws – like like I mentioned with the wide receivers, I mean, you could get a guy like Marquez West Callaway who – played like two snaps or was healthy scratch two out of the last three games. He could pop for like 80% routes run this game. You know, yeah. so it's like and, and then like a guy like Prentice could get like a red zone target after not seeing any, you know. So yep. I, I do think the Saints are kind of wide open. So I would I would prefer Prentice just because I think this week, you know, if Keith is in there, probably going to be pass block and they'll probably try to just do something else off that what they showed for the touchdown uh last week. That just tends to be how mm. it goes. Like uh like we haven't seen Keegan Quatoriano get another touchdown after he got one on his like first first right. uh, first game with the Texans. So that's just how these things kind of go. Uh, what about the luck rankings for this
2: game? Um, it's a it's a pretty close uh, matchup. Uh, the Saints ranked twenty sixth, Bucks twenty second. But the Saints were the unluckiest team last week. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw all that game, but uh, holy smokes, they they. Probably shouldn't have won the game, but they absolutely should have covered. Yeah, they they had a uh,
1: they blew a what did they blew like a touchdown in close that like four they had like four they, backs I, at it?
2: A couple, yeah, no, a couple different yeah. drives. Uh Camara had that fumble right on the goal line. Yeah. Uh they lost that. Um forgot who dropped the touchdown. Uh um, Johnson.
1: He hit him in his face mask.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He he dropped it, but then I think Juwan Jennings got a lucky touchdown on the 49ers side. Like there were so many different things that happened in the red zone, uh, that they all went the 49ers way and Jimmy G had that pick six, uh, they called back. They had the, um, you know, defensive holding. Um, so just so many things went wrong for the saints. Um, and yeah, they they were by far the unluckiest team last week. So I think, you know, the public, you know, probably uh, overlooking them a bit. Um, and like you said, this, this line opened up at minus six and it dropped. I think part of that was just the news that worse was absolutely going to miss, you know, the next few games, but, um, I think the, the Saints are definitely a live dog here. So I probably will end up taking them. Uh, yeah. Plus four. I
1: mean, the Buc- like I said, the Bucs, I would not trust the Bucs to yeah. win any game with margin, even if they do win.
2: Yeah, they'll probably win the game by three points. Yeah. And it'll be a
1: struggle. It'll be like yeah.
2: <laughs> overtime last second. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, on the Sleeper Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply, see sleepers terms of use for details. Uh all right, that is gonna wrap it up for the week number 13 Fancy Flex Night Shift Podcast. Uh, you can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all of our fantasy and betting content and fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Until next time, let's get fish money.